And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dome. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are on, like, significant location here for this pod. If you are... Yeah, yours is, yours is better than mine. <laughs> if you're live close. on YouTube, you you can see that Michaela and I are not in our usual spots. I am in Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. Michaela is on the beach with some barking dogs. Uh, <laughs> yes, but we have because both. Co- we, we because have both clearly, walked. I couldn't find a beach without dogs. That's right. You went to the dog beach. Uh, so. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. No, this is too noisy. Is it, <laughs> you, do, do it. Do what you need to do. I can mute you for a second if you want. Um, no, no, I, I don't think there is another spot that is uh, more quiet. Let, let's see. Okay. Let's see if the dog hates me or not. <laughs> oh, I love it. So McKelly's on vacation. He's at the beach. He showed it to me a little bit ago. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm on the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's been quite an experience. It's been great. Uh, it's been so cool to be here and to see people in person, like my coworkers in person, and get to see and be a part of a press conference in person uh, post game, which was pretty cool. Uh, so the Thunder played the Pistons last night. It was kind of the headlining game of the night, and it was a little bit of <coughs> excuse me, a little bit of a weird one. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, uh, Josh Giddy only played five minutes before rolling his ankle. He he had his ankle taped, so I could see it on the bench. And when he took his shoe and his sock off, it was already wrapped up. Um, so I'm just curious, like if he was going through something before Grant Gibbs, who's the summer league coach, said that they um, that he wasn't hurt, but prior to it, but. Um, I have I have my doubts. I have my, my questions about that. So, um, but yeah, he's he's out. I would guess he won't play the rest of summer league. It's only an eleven day trip. Maybe the injury's not bad at all, and he's like, I want to play on it. But my guess is that when players have even small injuries, they just kind of shut them down for the rest of summer league. You know, this has happened to lots of guys. So that would be my prediction. Yeah. I hope to be wrong because I want to see him play. Uh, especially after the only thing that we yeah. saw was was just this like turn the corner dunk, uh, which was really fun. And you had Cade guarding him like the moment was like really cool. You go back and watch like the highlight yeah. of it. Like it's a really cool moment. Um, but I would I'm I don't know. I, I wish that he, I wish he could play more because I, I he's going to handle a lot like he's even more than I thought he would. Oh, yeah. Like he's going to be handling like all the time. And that was kind of that's something that I asked the coach last night, Grant Gibbs, and he said that yeah, he sees him 
as somebody that's going to handle the ball a lot. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense due to the skill set. Um, by the way, this is uh, inappropriate for the pod, but are you recording, Andrew? Because I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> On my end. Okay, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, uh, I was nervous. Um, yeah, Ongedi, um, I think he he projects to be uh, a lead ball handler uh, as of today. I, I don't see him as a spot-up guy. And yeah. and the fact that the team is ready to roll with that, it's 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 very, very good to me. Yeah. Um, it is a bummer that he had he could, could only play a few minutes. He had a shot blocked. Um, maybe it, it has to do with the ankle. We don't know. Um, if you think that there was some issue before, maybe that is uh, part of the deal. But that turn and dunk to me showed a being able to play pick and roll at a very high level because he with his motion he basically sent the defender away and just read how the pick was moving and what kind of defense they were playing and he just knew uh, in a split of a second what kind of action he had at his disposal and and he took it so that show high-level recognition, and, and to me, that is one of the, the best skills that Giddy has. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that due to summer league being so close to training camp and all this stuff, that they wouldn't wouldn't risk him re-aggravating any kind of injury. Uh, and ankles are are not mm-hmm. great. I mean, they can be nothing. Like in a week, you can be as good as new. Uh, but why why risk it? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it makes it makes no sense. It sucks because again, it would have been awesome to see him play. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been great. Uh, the other two rookies that played, I guess three rookies that played, um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl showed a lot. He played 27 minutes. He was 14 and six, two steals, oh, yeah. a block. Um, he was great. One of four from three. He's, I mean, he's launching those threes once once he's open. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed. He played center for the team. This is a small, obviously, this is a very small team. I think that he's probably really the only guy outside of Oscar de la Silva that profiles as a big man, like a legit big man. And I, I like him. I, I don't, I think that he's kind of your classic, like high floor, low ceiling role player who can do a little bit of everything and guard multiple positions. And, um, hopefully that corner three is something that really comes along because if that does, like I can for sure see a role for him in the NBA. Yeah, and I would. I'm not even sure that low sitting is something that we can say as of today. Sure. Um, there were two possessions that I want to discuss with you that I think they caught my eyes. I don't know if if live were so impressive as uh, on video, mm-hmm. but to me there was a moment where he threw a pass, a skip pass from the top of the key to a cutter. I think it was. Uh, Wiggins, but maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. Maybe it was someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that pass alone showed how he reads the game. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was, a, he already knew that the pass was there for him before the ball arrived to him. So that to me showed a lot of anticipation, a lot of uh, the fact that he is one pass ahead. And, and that is important. I mean, OKC rarely has already had guys like that playing the center position. And to me, the fact that OKC is already rolling with him at the center is kind of a news. I mean, they could have played like, like him and the Silvermore together. And yeah, he said they, they, they didn't. They just yeah. played him 
and as a center period that 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 was the move and, and to me that's that that tells you something and to me the ceiling of a guy like that is um depends on how you use him uh and if you use him as a as a center then maybe the ceiling is a bit higher the second yeah. action is when he went from guarding kate cunningham to guard luca garza in a matter of two seconds and he was good on both like the way in which he guarded garza to me showed a lot yeah. about his strength mm -hmm. because yeah garza beat him on two offensive rebounds and whatnot but when he was in uh, was going in uh, in, in uh, with, with a post up like he held his ground pretty firmly i think yeah and that's his imp that is impressive because I mean Garza is a strong dude maybe not as strong as Embiid nor tall as uh, I don't know other guys in the league but he's he's a back to the basket center yeah and if he can hold his own against guys like that then then I'm really interested and the fact that he was able also to switch on Cade and being more than competent that tells me something as well yeah now he is he's really strong and he's got quick feet so yeah. Yeah, I'm, he's he's very interesting. He's a really interesting prospect, and you know, I'm excited to see more of him. Like he communicates on defense. Like he's somebody that's clearly kind of the yeah. a good backline defender. Like knows what he's doing, and he's calling out reads, mm -hmm. and he's you know seems to be just kind of a natural leader on the court too. So yeah, you know, I like I, I like what I saw from him. Uh, I think we can talk about Teo now. Teo. One, like he physically looks different than he did last season. Yeah, like he's a yeah, lot stronger wider, for sure. Yes, he said that he's he was lifting twice a day in the off season. So yeah, like he's he's trying to get stronger, and he found ways to use his strength. You know, getting in the lane and finishing was something that he really struggled with last year, and that looked a little better. And also, like his speed and pace and stuff like that looked better than it did last season. I don't know if you saw the same things or what you saw from him. Well, I mean, I, I think that one of the one of the best stuff to me was the moment when he was switched on Luca Garza and and in my mind I thought, Cook, let's 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 go and do something. And he made a few dribbles yep. and just shot the ball yep. in his face. Yep. And, and I mean that is what you want from a guy like him because he has the, the tools to be a, a special player. He has, I think he, he can shoot the ball better than what his percentage said for last season. And I'm eager to see him play in more of a, an aggressive role. I really want him to be aggressive with the ball. And the fact that he was both very steady throughout the entire game, like playing, he had a few, a few passes that were amazing. Yeah. Um, one to uh, JRE uh, for for a three pointer. It was a um, bounce behind the back pass. It was perfectly timed. Yeah. But also other like simple stuff. He was just commanding the floor, and that is something that I really think that is important for him because he will probably start off the bench. Uh, Giddy will take a lot of minutes, but if he can play with Giddy and with Shea and be the aggressive. Uh, secondary ball handler, then I think that he, he has a role. I mean, he's kind of the f forgotten piece of this roster, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Dort in our minds. Doubt, we have is. Baisley, even if we are very negative on him. And Theo is, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if he can step from whatever to crucial piece, 
he's still like extremely young. Very. I mean, young. many draftees of this past draft are way older than what he is. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder that if we are we are evaluating his first season a little bit in a not correct way. Yeah. Because again, he showed stuff. Uh, he was not very steady. Uh, he needs continuity. But I mean. What he showed yesterday uh, was was impressive. I mean, it's mm-hmm. summer league, so nothing is really um, important. It's not the NBA, but he was able to do it against Killian Ace, mm-hmm. which is a player of his caliber. And I think he was kind of better than Killian last night, to be honest with you. He was without a doubt better than Killian Hayes. H- Hayes had some moments on defense yeah. that were impressive. And Hayes has like some real size yeah. um, that you know, is very helpful to him in the game. But offensively, there was like no question like who is like the more steady and like ready to play offensive player. And some of that is like Teo played the most minutes on the Thunder last year and Killian Hayes was out yeah. for most of the season. So like I have to like give the benefit of the doubt to Killian in some ways because like Teo has like way more NBA experience. And like playing against this level of com- yeah. competition is like really no big deal for Teo. Um so I, yeah, I, I think that it's, I think, I, I don't know. I was very impressed with Teo and his, what he showed and his growth. And like, he wasn't, I mean, he scored like 15 points, right? <laughs> he was like 15 and 11. Like the most impressive thing was 11 assists, two turnovers. Like that's like, that's some real stuff. And then getting the yeah. free throw line too. You know, he's six or seven from the free throw line. Like that's, that's really yeah. nice for him. But you know, like he didn't, he didn't like. He was taking like guys off the dribble something. with ease. Yeah, he was. He was. I, I, I think that there was, there's a lot to be excited about with him, and you know, can he can mm-hmm. he be a top eight rotation player? Certainly is on this team, like duh. But can he be a top eight rotation player on a like really really good team? Was a question that I had that I didn't really have an answer for, and not that yeah. I have the answer today. But I feel more confident no. that that's there um, rather than just like dismissing it entirely. No, that's 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 fair. And I think that, I mean, for second year guys, if you play in summer league and you play badly, that is usually a bad sign. Yeah. I can remember Ferguson being embarrassing yes. almost. Yes. And he said, well, yeah, but he was put out of his comfort zone, blah, 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 blah. And it was bad, like mm-hmm. really bad. Um, to me, the fact that Malden was good is certainly not a bad news. I mean, mm-hmm. he did what he's supposed to do. And you, you mentioned the fact that he had more experience than Killian and more NBA mileage than many of the guys that were on the court. But still, I mean, he was probably the best player on the court in terms of uh, overall production. I mean, Kate has his moment, had his moments and and Sadiq Bey probably is one of the other guys that was really, really good, but he was up there. And, and that is, again, Sadiq Bey, uh, Kylian Hayes. These are real NBA players. Yeah. And, and he was very comfortable taking like NBA guys from the dribble and, and it was very effective. And the fact that he was able to, to get to the, line, to the line at will, that is also a part of his game that wasn't really there last season. And I, I think it's it's part of what he should be in the league. Mm-hmm. Not just a gunner, but the guy that can take you off the dribble and create. Because if you show 
to the defense that you're able to attack um, in pick and roll situation or off of uh, like other actions, then your passing becomes even more of a weapon because mm-hmm. you you have the defense reacting in a different way. And so I'm really interested to see if that translates to the to the NBA because yeah, these are good signs, but until you do it uh, on a consistent basis on an NBA court, it's it's just a good performance over the summer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, we're going to talk about Trey Mann and uh, Aaron Wiggins and some other stuff right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And we're back after that quick break. McKelly, what did you think of Trey Mann? I thought he was a little timid to start. Uh, Mm -hmm. As the game went along, he started to really pick his spots and get to the places he wanted to be on the court, but he just couldn't get the shot to fall. And I thought he got to the floater that he wanted like quite often toward the end of the game. And I was quite impressed with just the ability to get there, but, and he had like some like shots that had like a real chance to go in. Like these weren't like way off or anything, but you know, that's, that's kind of the give and take with the floater though. Like you can get to it, but like, that's a super hard shot. Like you have to be very, very accurate with it. Um, but overall, I, I thought he looked fine in his first summer league game. Yeah. To me, uh, over summer league, it's not really a matter of how much you score. I remember there were guys that were ready to say, well, Trey Young is a bust because he's struggling so much. Yeah, we knew at 6-1, he would struggle a lot to score in the NBA. Yeah, he's, look, look. And then after, I don't know, four regular season games, oh, no, 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 we were dead wrong. So it's not that. It's not that missing shots at the summer league level means anything. Mm -hmm. To me, there were one bad thing and one very positive thing and both has to do with his dribble um his dribble is loose mm-hmm. and that is something that i don't particularly like and it mm-hmm. was an issue already at florida um at florida yeah. so i wonder if that is something that he can fix because i mean you mentioned before that kian was spe- special on defense and part of it was hounding trey man yeah. uh and, and i think it's told the ball once or twice and so that to me is an issue but there was a moment in the game where he 
he went to um, pull up three and he created so much space with just one dribble. Mm-hmm. And also he had another uh, possession where it was against Cade. Uh, and he started from, I think, the right corner. And he had two moves, two consecutive moves, and Cade was completely caught off guard. And he missed the, the, the layup. But he was so good creating space that I wonder if that is something that we will see and that will translate to the league at a, at a high level. Because the shooting, I mean, I would, I would be really, really caught off guard if he shots below 35% from three. Yeah. Because he's a very, very good shooter. Mm-hmm. Now, if he takes like bad ones, then maybe uh, he could be below that. But eventually, he will be around 40% from three. I, I mm-hmm. just believe that. Because the shot is too good. And so I think that defensively he was like kind of okay. He wasn't yeah. really bad nor really good. Mm-hmm. And that is what you expect. But the, the live dribble stuff are both concerning and encouraging. Mm-hmm. If, if that uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He shows ability to get to his spots even with a loose dribble. And... That's something that you can work on. That's something that the Thunder have had to work on with like Dort. You know, Dort's and Dort's yeah. handle isn't like perfect even today, but he's gotten so much better. Like from year one to year two, like so much better. Even even with SGA, like SGA has had to work on that a lot to be like a primary oh, guy. Yeah. And he's gotten a lot better. Now I'm not saying that of course, because Trey Mann is with the Thunder, he's going to get so much better. Like I, I don't know if he will. But I just know that to he me... He needs to put in the work. Yeah, he has to put in the work. But there is an history. Yeah. It can happen. Like that's this is, development, yes. Yeah, this is not a like hopeless situation where it's like, oh my gosh, he, he's not going to make it because of his size. Or he's not going to make it because of like something that you can't overcome. Like this, this to me is like just like tightening up your handle. Like it's It can take some time, but it's something that he just needs reps. Like he needs more NBA yeah. reps. Like it may be a good reason to throw him in the G League. Like, go let him play 35 minutes in the G League and, like, work on his handle and, like, be the primary guy in the G League against better competition than you played in at Florida. So, to me, there's... Yeah. There's lots and of... And get used to the, to the NBA line. Yeah. And play in the system. In the meantime, which is something... Yeah. 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 So, like, to be continued with Trey Mann. But there's some stuff to like uh, if you're wanting to be optimistic. Yes. Uh, Aaron, yeah, get, but and yeah. there, there's also very little to be pessimistic about. Like, sure. the miss, missing shots is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just the, the two turnovers uh, from live liberal situation to me that you can say, well, if he's a lead ball hander than, than what I'm watching. Yeah. But again, it's it's more the fact that he was able to get 14 credible shots off. Sure. Yeah, that that is something that to me is 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 more positive than negative for sure. And and the one that he made, like Doris Burke was pretty excited about that that layup. Oh, was she? When he went to his yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 they were both excited about that move. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's so cool. Uh, yeah, Aaron Aaron Wiggins was actually like, quite impressive yesterday. 13 points, five boards, one assist, three steals, uh, four turnovers. But he was, to me, like showed his athleticism. He showed his aggressiveness and showcased like a little bit of shot making here and there. So 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know if he's going to play a whole lot for the Thunder this year, but it seems to be like a worthwhile project as a two-way player. Yeah, and I really like the the way in which he got to his shots. I mean, there was one moment, the the oh moment when he had that motion, uh, that move against probably probably Garza. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Um, Everyone was roasting Garza, and that was a very good. Yeah, and it's always Garza in my mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people can say that he will not be a bad defender in the NBA. He cannot move. Uh, but anyway, uh, I hope the best for him. But yeah. I'm not sure. I like the fact that he was he's so smooth with the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just natural. And he's not a great athlete, you can tell. And that's probably why he he, he was not the first round pick. Yeah. But the shot looks very good. Mm-hmm. And... And I think he projects as a three-level scorer, mm-hmm. which is something that for a two-way, it's um, it's something. I don't know what are the plans for a guy like Wiggins, because to me, he looks more of a rotation player than a G League one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trey Mann, to me, makes sense uh, for the G League because he he can take 20 shots there, whereas he cannot uh, at, uh, at the NBA level. To me, JRE and Wiggins are probably more suited to uh, to play right away mm-hmm. and to be maybe given 10 minutes a night. And I think that Wiggins can be a floor spacer and he can attack off a closeout and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I really think that there is something there and I wouldn't be surprised if you can if you see him playing more with the team than with the G League. Yeah. I mean, the, the Thunder lack... Especially because they don't have wings. I was going to say They that. don't have too many wings, so... Yeah. They they lack like bench wing depth from like the three position, mm-hmm. and that's something that he can offer. So I mean, yeah, I don't know what you think about him versus Josh Hall, but like I saw a lot more out of Wiggins than I have Josh Hall in like the last year. So I, I don't know. I mean, Hall projects to be a slasher with athletic potential, but even yesterday, I mean, when second again when second year players done showcase in the GD to me in the in the summer league to me that is um that is a bell that rings in my mind and yeah. I don't know I just I just don't know how he succeeds in the NBA without a shot and he clearly yeah. doesn't trust it no he doesn't yeah that's why I think that Wiggins like has a real shot to to be I don't know what they do with Josh Hall like to be honest like I don't know what where they go with him or with with Charlie Brown like I don't I mean, I, I don't. Brown had two or three possessions defensively where, wow, and then offensively, oh. Yeah. Oh. That's why I just like, they, they already have Wiggins. He's going to be a two way player, but just like keep and play Wiggins and develop some of these other guys. Like, even like Horde, like Horde shows like a, a lot more than those guys. And Horde is more of a big guy than he is like a three. But. Um, yeah, yeah, he's more of a four and a half with yes. the size of a three and a half. Yes, yes, yeah. Jerry has the size to be a full five to me. At six nine, if you are athletic enough and strong enough, you can be yeah a five. That's the strength stuff for me. Like he's strong enough to play against anybody. You know, he'll yeah. he'll he'll battle. Like he there's like Embiid is going to destroy him, but Embiid destroys everybody. But- Who cares? <laughs> like. Like, for real. I mean, he will. Dis- Jokic and Embiid will feast on him. Yeah. And. Yeah. 
It's great. That's fine. Yeah, it's totally Let's, fine. That, let him learn. Yeah. Let him let him like try to 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 be physical against them. Yeah. No. Will they go for forty five straight possessions, uh, post up possession to 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 destroy JRE? Good. That's a good way to to destroy a basketball team. So yep. I'm completely fine. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's more important than a guy like that plays because of his versatility. I mean, if they what they end up doing is posting up Jokic mm-hmm. 25 times, then mm-hmm. for OKC, it's a win because he will not make more than 75%, uh, 65% of them, yeah. which is a very good offense. But but I mean, it's it's also putting the rest of the team out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so to me, like the, 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 the highest number of post-ups that a player can really take in the modern NBA is maybe 10 in a game. Sure. Like, does he score, uh, I don't know, 13 points, 14 points? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it. it's the Orford three-pointer. Yeah. Nobody should, nor the JRE three-pointer. He will never take nine or ten. If he takes yeah. four, leave him, let him be. Like, yeah. to me, that is the rule. That mm-hmm. should be the rule. Like, Shaquille Neal, if you had Shaquille, that would have been... 35 post-ups yeah. against a guy like Jerry mm-hmm. and probably 27 baskets. That That is 54 points. Jerry plays the three that, in like that era of basketball, though. No, but, but suppose that there is a player in the future that will be as good as Shaq, yeah. which is extremely unlikely, and that mm-hmm. is able to stay on the court for the defensive side. Then mm-hmm. a guy like Shaq could post you up 25 to 30 times. Yeah. like And it'd be worth with, it. Yeah. That 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 would be the plan. And that is dangerous. That is dangerous. But 10 post-ups, who cares? Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. Uh what do you th- what do you think of Cade? Bored. He looked bored. Yeah. yeah I he- agree with uh I was listening to um the Athletic NBA show and I think that um Yeah. The guys were saying that he looked bored, and, and I think he he was. Um, the shot is real; is oh, definitely without a real. Doubt. Yeah, and I still hold the the doubt that I have that I had before, which is: is he going to beat his man off the dribble? And to me, that game provide didn't provide any news on that front. Yeah, and to me, that is something that will define Kate's career. Mm-hmm. To a certain degree, mm-hmm. because you need to be able to 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 create off the dribble, and in order to do that, you need to be able to beat your man. Yeah. Uh, and and again, the talent. I mean, that that doesn't mean that I wouldn't take him first overall because mm-hmm. the talent is there. And but I I still wonder to what to what degree he will be able to be um, a super duper scorer if that doesn't come along in the next two or three years yeah he's he struggled like getting into the teeth of the defense and then finding ways to like score and like finding his spot when he got down there you know the thunder yeah. really collapsed on him and like forced yeah. him to either pass it or take a bad shot and that happened a few times yeah. but he yeah. he deferred a ton yesterday i think that he was trying mm-hmm. to um i don't know is it easy like trying to show that he can you know, be a leader by letting other guys take shots and like by 
you know, letting Killian Hayes like handle a lot. Like, I don't know, but he, you know, I don't, I don't think I saw anything that like deterred me from thinking that he's going to be a good player. Um, I don't know, but no, it's just a question that I have and it's still there mm -hmm. because I don't think that yesterday was an answer to that particular question. Right. And like, if you have a JRE on you and you cannot get to the basket, that to me says something. Maybe that is Jerry is a great defender, or that Kate as a driver, as a driving to the basket force, is not a foregone conclusion yeah. to me. Yeah, that he will be. Yeah, he and he needs some work. You know, he's still a very young player. Yeah, and so. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got the shooting. He's it got is the, a today thing. It, it is an absolutely a today thing. In two years, who knows? Yeah, yeah, he could be a monster in two years. Uh, I mean, you, Shea was not this guy. Oh, not like even Shea close. from not, year not one to close. year two to year three. He he was in college. I guess it could take anyone off the dribble. Then he wasn't in the first year. Then he kind of was in the second. And in the third, wow, he's mm -hmm. probably the best in the league at doing that. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of room for improvement. That is, I, I, I was, I, I just want to say that this is something to me that has to be. We have to keep that in mind as a, mm -hmm. as a data point that we we look forward in case game because mm -hmm. if he, if he puts that into his repertoire and he's as good as Shea or even something below that, then he is for sure to me a top ten player of his generation, yeah. maybe even more. Mm -hmm. You have a chance to watch any of the other top guys? No, no yeah. family duty. Yeah, so no. good for you. Uh, I but I, but I heard that you were pretty excited about Scotty. Barnes was really good. Barnes was yeah. probably like the most most impressive guy of the day was Jalen Green. Um, mm -hmm. And then I put Barnes second. Uh, he was he was amazing. It took him a minute to get it going. Like he airballed his first three pointer. And everybody, I was sitting right near our Raptors beat writers and I, you know, walked up to him and I was like, hey, guys, like, how's it feel to cover a bus? You know, just, you know, giving it to him a little bit. But after that, he like settled in and then you started to see like all the defensive stuff that everybody talked about and the stuff that you saw at Florida yeah. State where he's like diving on the floor yeah. and stealing the ball, getting on the break, like finishing like way above the rim and he yeah. they just basically put him in the middle of the floor as the defender like like you talked about like like we talked about on thunder after dark about him like being the center like he's basically their center on defense yeah and then offensively then the, the sorting hat was right then yes i agree it was it was so apparent like his size is certainly like one of his best skills that he has and i guess size is not really a skill but like he's got He's he just it was so impressive just his sheer size and the way he moved and then like the shot wasn't horrible he didn't look like a no level score like he hit a mid range jumper with a hand in his face he hit a three you know he drove to the basket like he he was putting up points and you know was given lots of opportunities to do so and he was super impressive like i can see why he was taken fourth overall uh like no question i can see it um and then jalen green he was 
<laughs> taking the dumbest shots, man. Just some of the dumbest, like yeah. step back twos, like hand in his face, and every like just swish, and like the whole arena is just like whoa, like it, is, it was just that over and over and over again with the Rockets, uh, and then Shangun, who is like will be tied to the Thunder for all of eternity, uh, had a nice showing too. Like he played well, he rebounded the ball really well. He was you know. You know, defended the rim, you know, not great, but, you know, he had a couple highlight blocks and was able to score some around the basket. So uh, he kind of did everything we thought he could do. And, you know, he mm-hmm. still struggles with defensive rotations and, you know, there's going to be some, some issues there. I'm interested to see, like, him match up with a guy like JRE, like somebody that's, like, really strong, really smart. Mm-hmm. It's going to push him out of the way. Um, Do they play Houston? Uh, let me look at the schedule. Because like, I mean, he's playing against Evan Mobley, and like everybody could push Evan wherever they wanted to, you know, including Shangun, who's well. That that was to be expected, I think. Yeah, and not to say that like Evan was bad. I thought Mobley was. Mm. I thought Mobley showed like some real flashes that were like okay, like he. He is special. Like there's there's a lot of like really special things about him. And you know, I I think if you're a Cavs fan, you should be really excited. And I think that he can play the four and probably even some three mm-hmm. if it came down to it. Uh, wow. So I So do you think that they they had a they made a good decision with with uh, with um with Allen? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, part of it's part of it's like you want to keep the you want to keep the asset alive, you know, to a degree. Mm -hmm. Not that they gave up that much for him, but you know, if it came down to it, they could probably trade him. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. The way that that Cavs team is built, it's not. It's not a terrible contract to move. Like it's a twenty million for a very good center. So yeah, as long as he like stays at the level he's been or gets better, then it's not bad. Just like with Steven's contract. Like, Steven's contract only became bad because he started struggling with injuries and kind of regressed as a player some. Mm -hmm. You know? If Steven kept progressing, it would be, like, a great deal for him. You know? But it's just... Yeah. That's just the way that that goes. But, yeah, I thought Mobley showed some stuff and showed some stuff off the dribble. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be deterred by any of the top four guys at all so far oh and today Michaela, you get to go watch our guy jalen suggs in person which i'm just super jacked about like i cannot wait to watch him in the magic play uh later today i just hope he 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 has an incredible performance I'm, I'm sure he will be an nba player a very good nba player so yeah yeah Me no too. matter what happens today yeah I, I will believe that until proven wrong yeah yeah me too um. Okay, Michele, I gotta let you go because you gotta go back to your family, and I don't know if your iPad yeah, wants to die or Dina not. Yeah, Dina waits, but so so. All but, right. I mean, enjoy summer league. I mean, I was very surprised. To me, the uh, the most surprising thing is mm-hmm. that I texted you probably at eight a.m. your time, mm-hmm. and you were awake. This is Vegas, man. 
I, I, I just can't. Like even this morning, like I was out really late last night, and I wake up at seven, and I'm just like, "Wow, I'm awake." <laughs> you know, I've been awake. I'm like trying, like getting some work done. You know, calling home, talking to talking to my wife. You know, it's like I'm just awake, like total dad life. You know, go to sleep at two a.m. Up at seven, like I'm yeah. here by myself. Like I have no, I have no like agenda this morning at all. It's just like, okay, <laughs> I'm awake now. So, oh shoot. Um, all right, Michele, we'll let you go. Enjoy the beach. I will. Thanks, everybody, for joining in on the stream. I'm going to answer some questions later on. I don't know if I'll do that as a pod or just on Twitter or maybe on, like, Spaces or something. So um, look for that. Hope you guys are doing great. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Was it terrible? No. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.